Welcome to the Brigham Beat. My name is Caleb Call here with the Believe Podcast Network, bringing you weekly BYU and Big 12 coverage. Uh, today, we're going to be going over the Big 12 Conference and how I see it playing out this year. I'm honestly super excited for this season. Uh, the Big 12 has been a 10-team conference for a long time, and before Texas and Oklahoma escape, they're being held hostage for one year to play with the four newcomers, BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. And the Big 12 has been a conference of transition. They lost Missouri, Nebraska, Colorado, Texas A&M. They're used to this. They've, they brought in TCU, West Virginia. They've had weird seasons in the past, but this one stands to be the weirdest of them all. We're here with 14 teams. Four of these were G5 last year. Two of these are about to go to the SEC. And it's hard to say if there's a favorite. Texas seems to have pulled ahead. Sarkeesian has gotten more talent and depth at the offensive and defensive line than they've had in years past. And with their quarterback room being as loaded as it is and their receivers, I mean, A.D. Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, whoever in the basket should have success there. Texas stands to be the favorite at this point. But even then, teams two through maybe ten could all make it to the conference championship game. And we've seen this before with Texas. I don't think a single person in the country would be surprised at Texas end of the year with seven or eight wins. And with that, I feel like every single team in the conference expects to do well this year. There are some teams that are maybe playing behind the eight ball a little bit. There's a certain team out in Ames, Iowa, that's having some struggles right now with the uh, betting scandal. I'm not sure if they're too sad about Hunter Deckers missing the the season this year, but regardless, it's going to be a tough time for Matt Campbell to repeat the success that he's had in the past. Um, but let's jump into it. I'm going to go over how I expect each team to do just one at a time here as far as the Big 12 season goes. First off, we've got Houston. And, and sorry, Houston fans, you guys do have basketball season coming up to look forward to. But I just think that out of the four newcomers, Houston's going to be the, the one that's least prepared to make the Big 12 jump. I do like Dana Holgerson. I think that with a couple of years, he could have this Houston team ready to win and win at a higher level than these four wins here. I do think that that one conference win is going to be the revenge game against West Virginia for Dana. However, I suspect that's going to be their last win of the season. They just weren't that good last year. And throughout the recruiting and portal process, I don't think they added enough to be a serious contender this season in the Big 12. Right on top of them will be Iowa State. I have them going 3-9. I think that they're going to poach maybe one, two wins tops in the conference schedule, but there's too much chaos going there. I just don't think that Matt Campbell is going to be able to corral the horses over there. I'm not even sure if we've seen the end of the, the betting suspensions at this point for Iowa State. Those question marks all over the field. They're going to be underdogs in probably every game that they play. I'm not even sure if they're going to get past their week one opponent, Northern Iowa, unscathed. So we'll, we'll see on that front with Iowa State. Coming in at 12, I've got West Virginia going 4-8. and eight. I don't think that Neil Brown finishes the season as head coach. I think that's kind of the consensus around football and makes me wonder why they even still have him here this season. If we remember a couple of years ago when USC had Clay Helton basically completely on the hot seat going into the season, they fired him only a couple of weeks into the season. I think that we could see something very similar with Neil Brown. I do think that they have enough talent to at least win a couple of games, but I don't think that they're in a position to be a serious contender. And I think that they're going to be, in the market for a new coach here at the end of this season. At 11, I've got Cincinnati at 6-6. Six and six. I think that Cincinnati under Satterfield could surprise some people, but I don't think that they have the talent offensively. We saw Emory Jones last year. He just 
is not a perfect quarterback. He's not going to be able to win you games, but he can certainly keep games close, especially with the defense that they have. I just think that they're going to be outmanned offensively, not be able to score enough points to stay in the Big 12 race this season. The 10 have got Kansas. I kind of suspect that Kansas is going to be the, the agent of chaos this season. They play most of the Big 12 heavyweights. Uh, they get Texas on the road. They host Oklahoma. They host Texas Tech. They host Kansas State. I don't think that they're going to win every one of those games, but I could definitely see Kansas pulling one or two of those out. It would be um, honestly amazing if they could beat Texas on Texas's way out of the Big 12 for a, a third win over them. But all in all, I just don't think that Kansas's defense is going to be good enough. I think that Jalen Daniels and the offense are going to score plenty. I love what Lance has been doing over there. I, like I said, they'll be an agent of chaos for the conference. They're going to be able to lose to anybody because of how bad their defense is. But with the talent on their offense, don't be surprised if they pull out one or two big upsets this season. Number nine, I have BYU. Sorry, BYU fans, we're not any higher than this. I, I do wish we, I could put us higher than this, but honestly, it's hard to see. There, there's a lot of question marks with defense, the injuries at safety. I don't know how we're going to fill those holes. I like Ethan Slade. I like Raider DeMooney, but – Losing Micah Harper hurts. And the defense was abysmal last year. I know we brought in some help with the portal. I know Jay Hill, obviously, the expectations should be a lot higher with him as defensive coordinator. But I don't know how much we'll be able to fix in just one season. And honestly, 7-5, and five, this is still one to two games higher than most preseason projections have us. And I think that this BYU team is going to be one that starts hot. And as the gruel of the season goes on, I think injuries and maybe even just a little bit of being demoralized will cause some wear and tear and cause BYU to lose some games that maybe they shouldn't have lost with the talent that we have on the roster. At eight, I've got UCF. I think that UCF, along with BYU, are the two teams that are most ready to make this Power 5 jump. I love Gus Malzahn, what he's done with the offense. I think that Plumlee is great of an athlete as he is. He's still a limited quarterback, but there was so much firepower in that offense around him. And even if he's not a perfect quarterback, I think that They'll, with the, the home field advantage that they have and with just the experience that Gus has at the Power 5 level with Auburn, I think that UCF is going to surprise some people. They also do have a somewhat favorable schedule. They don't have to play Texas this year, which is the favorite for the conference at this point. So with that, I think that UCF definitely could surprise some people. 7-5 to five is where I have them going. Oklahoma, I have at 7th, going 8-4 and four this season, 5-4 and four in conference. Oklahoma's a hard team to gauge. They were really bad last year. Uh, Brent Venables going six and seven. They almost, almost won the bowl game against Florida State. I think that Oklahoma fans probably expected a lot more out of the gate with Venables, but with how much they lost in the portal with um, USC and Lincoln Riley poaching just a, a ton of their talent, including Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler leaving as well. It kind of left a big hole for them. And I think that this year Oklahoma is going to be improved, but I don't think that they're going to be perfect yet. And it's, it's tough to say exactly which games they're going to lose because their schedule, honestly, may be the easiest of everybody in the Big 12. The two Oklahoma schools really made it out easy here. Just reading down Oklahoma's schedule, Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Texas, UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU. Outside of the Texas game, it's hard to say which of those games Oklahoma will be an underdog in. Maybe TCU at the end of the season, although they do have that one at home. Maybe Bedlam against Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State has their own issues going on. Um, but overall, I just I don't expect defense to be improved enough 
for Oklahoma to do much better than this. If I heard right now that Oklahoma goes 10 and two, I wouldn't be shocked mainly because of their schedule. But I think that Oklahoma still has limitations that'll keep them from doing too much better than eight and four. At six, I've got Baylor also going eight and four. Baylor's front half of the schedule is honestly a, a pretty tough grind. They play Utah in week two. And obviously with Utah coming to the conference, that's going to be a, a pretty exciting and fun matchup to watch out for. After that, Baylor plays Texas, UCF, and Texas Tech, who I think are going to be three of the better teams in the Big 12. I don't think that Baylor's going to get out of that first six-game stretch without a loss or two. They're going to lose a couple of games there. But the back half of the schedule is a lot easier. I think they can build some momentum. I have them going eight and four. It's hard to say exactly where they're going to fall. I think they could win anywhere from six to even nine or ten games this season. Um, Dave Aranda obviously is doing great things. Jeff Grimes as well. Blake Shapin is – I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get with him. He's a average Power 5 quarterback. I don't think that he's going to make mental errors that lose you a game, but he's also not going to make the outstanding plays that win you a game. And with that, I think that Baylor's going to have about an average season here in the Big 12 going 5-4. and four. Oklahoma State – I have going nine and three, six and three in conference. Now this may be surprising with how much they lost in the portal with the question marks. They still have a quarterback. And I think that this is more of a byproduct of their schedule than it is them actually being this good of a team. I still have them finishing fifth in the conference with this record, but their big 12 schedule is Iowa state, Kansas state, Kansas, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, UCF, Houston, BYU. They dodge Texas. They dodge TCU. They dodge Baylor and they dodge Texas Tech. They dodge all of the four talented Texas schools. The only one that they pay from Texas this season is Houston. I don't know how that happened with the schedule makers, but with how easy of a schedule Oklahoma State has playing all four of the newcomers, dodging all four of those teams, I think that missing a bowl game like some of the preseason projections would be an absolute failure for Mike Gundy. And Mike Gundy's proven the critics wrong year after year. And I mean, Josh Pate actually just picked Oklahoma State as well to make it to the conference championship game. So I'm not alone here in expecting Oklahoma State to have a good season. I don't know if it'll be good enough to make it to the conference championship game, but I think it's going to be close. And they still do have a couple of potential landmines on their schedule. They always struggle in Bedlam. Kansas State absolutely demolished them last season, and it's going to have Will Howard back again for this year. So we'll, we'll see with Oklahoma State, but in general, I trust Mike Gundy, and I think that that team is going to be better than we expect, and I think that they're going to get some momentum off of that soft schedule of theirs. At four, I've got Kansas State, same record, nine and three, going six and three in conference. They won the conference last year with this exact record, nine and three. I think that they're going to be about the same team that they were last year. They lose Deuce Vaughn, but they bring back Will Howard. There's a lot of talent in Manhattan, and they have built a reputation with Chris Kleiman that's kind of similar to what he was doing at North Dakota State. They are going to smack you right in the mouth. They play physical on offense. They play physical on defense, and they're going to bring it no matter who they're playing. They're not intimidated of anybody. And I know they ended up getting blown out in the Sugar Bowl, but the fact that they were able to come out hot and get to get 10-0 lead against Alabama and force Alabama to play from behind to start that game was really impressive and just kind of shows the tenacity that Kansas State has. I don't think that this team is going to – make it to their schedule unscathed. I don't have them playing in the conference championship game, but I think that they're going to be close. I think that they are a team that could make it to the conference championship game if everything goes right. But 
overall, I think there's a couple of teams in the conference that do have more talent and will end up being better than them this season. And one of them is Texas Tech, who I have coming in third. Now, Texas Tech is an interesting team. They really started to rise last year with McGuire as coach. Um, I love their quarterback, Tyler Shuck, as well. I don't know exactly what to expect in the Oregon game week two. I think Oregon's going to be one of the better teams in the country. Um, but that game doesn't count towards their conference schedule, thankfully, for Texas Tech. In Texas Tech, they do play uh, most of the newcomers. They have a, a somewhat lighter schedule, but with that, they end the year at Texas, which I think is going to be maybe the most exciting game of the entire Big 12 schedule. I think that the winner of that game will go to the conference championship game where the loser stays home. And that game, I believe, is on the, the Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving, right at the end of the season. There's even a chance we could get a rematch the very next week in the Big 12 championship with those two teams. Um, Texas Tech, we saw them last in the bowl game against Ole Miss. I mean, they just outclassed Ole Miss. They looked a lot better. And that was an Ole Miss team that started 7-0, and had a lot of expectation. People thought that Lane Kiffin was building something special over there. And Texas Tech just made them look like fools. They also beat for the first time Texas and Oklahoma in the same season in their entire history. I think that Texas Tech could be maybe one of the, the biggest surprise teams in the country. Um, but overall, I still just – don't know with, with how tough of a schedule they have with Texas, with Oregon, with TCU on there, Kansas State. I, I think that they're going to have a hard time winning all of those games, but they'll win enough to at least stay in the Big 12 championship hunt. At two, I've got last year's Cinderella TCU coming in at 10-2. and two. And honestly, I did not expect to have TCU here. I thought that TCU – was going to have maybe a little bit of a, a letdown season, winning seven, eight games. But then I dug into their schedule, and they start with Colorado, Nichols, at Houston, SMU, West Virginia, Iowa State, BYU. Tell me which of those seven games you think you think they're going to lose. I, I, maybe Dion starts out hot. Maybe Houston's first Big 12 home opener is going to be a – Big game for them. Maybe BYU gets them in Fort Worth, but I just don't see any of those seven teams actually taking down the Horned Frogs. And with a 7-0 start, I think that they're going to build enough chemistry and enough momentum to carry them through maybe the toughest five-game stretch anybody has in the Big 12 this season. Um, they, they finished the year at Kansas State, at Texas Tech, against Texas, against their rival Baylor, and at Oklahoma. I think you win three of those five games, which I think they absolutely can do. Chandler Morris and um, their head coach, Sonny Dykes, I think are going to be able to find ways to score. Um, even though they have a new offensive coordinator, they lost a lot of players from last season. They still, I mean, according to 24 seven talent composite, they are going to be a, a better, more talented team than they were last year. And last year, obviously we know exactly what they did. Um, like I said, I didn't expect to have TCU this high. It honestly caught me off guard putting them here, but I still think that, just based off of their schedule, it's almost built to keep them into contention at the last second. And I didn't feel good enough about any of the teams immediately behind them to put TCU behind any of them, namely namely uh, Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. And, of course, you guessed it, number one, I also have Texas making the conference championship game. I have them losing, losing to Alabama and losing to TCU in the regular season to finish 10-2. and two. I think that Sarkeesian has finally built a team that he thinks can stand next to the Alabama teams that he was coaching with Saban. I think that he has the talent at quarterback to win the Big 12. I think he has the talent at 
the skill positions, Texas always has talent there. But for the first time in a long time, Texas may be the best run defense team in the Big 12. They actually have an offensive line that should be able to protect their quarterback and running back and hopefully keep them from getting injured like they've had issues with in the past. And on top of that, their offense is just going to be lethal. It's hard to imagine how many of these teams in the Big 12 are going to be able to keep up with them. You look at the quarterbacks around the Big 12, a lot of them have been there for a little bit and have experience, but none of them are as dynamic as Quinn, um, maybe Arch Manning as well. Who knows exactly who's going to end up finishing the season over there. Um, But Texas on offense seems to have a big leg up over everybody else in the conference. And I think that their defense is going to be arguably the best as well in the conference. It's hard to say exactly who's going to step up and beat Texas. I don't don't know if there's a team out there that's going to be able to hold Texas out of the conference championship game. Now, like I said, they end the year against Texas Tech. And based off of how I have the projections, that would be a make it or break it game. The winner goes to the conference championship game and the loser stays home. And you never know what's going to happen in a one-game scenario. Um, And it's not a guarantee that it's going to be a make it or break it game for Texas, but it's very high odds that that game at the end of the season is going to mean a lot. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens leading up to that one with Texas and Texas Tech. It's also their very last game in the Big 12 Conference, unless they make it to the conference championship game. So there's going to be a lot riding on it. We just heard your mark make their remarks, hoping that Texas Tech is going to take care of business, I think is the way that he phrased it. And obviously, Sarkeesian wasn't too big of a fan of that, talking about sportsmanship and so on. So it's going to be a, a very heated game there at the end of the season. I have Texas and TCU playing in the conference championship game. Of that one, they play in the regular season, and I think whoever wins in the regular season, I think is going to lose the rematch. And just based off of my game-by-game projections, I have TCU winning in the regular season, being Texas's only conference loss. So I'm going to pick tier Texas to win the Big 12 championship game over TCU. I don't think at 11-2 and that would put Texas into the playoff hunt although I think that there definitely is still a chance that they do better than that 11-2 and two mark. We'll see. Um, but overall, going through the, the Big 12 Conference schedule, I think that the, the hunt for the championship is a pretty open one. Every team plays a relatively similar schedule, but at the same time, you never know exactly how all these teams are going to do. A team like Oklahoma State that plays all four of the newcomers, let's say they win all four of those games, that can definitely keep them in the hunt with only having five other games against teams that were at a power five level last season. And so even if Oklahoma state is as good as they're hoping to be, they could stay in contention, you know, longer than anybody expected them to a team like Baylor could, could step up and win a couple of the games down the stretch. Their last six game stretch is a lot easier than the first half. So if they can get through the first half with only one or two losses, they could make a run at the end of the season. And then you have teams like Kansas, like UCF, like Oklahoma, who aren't that much less talented or aren't too much less talented than Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas State. But I don't know if they're going to have the quarterback play, the defense to make a run. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if a single one of those teams made the conference championship game. It's going to be maybe the the funnest conference race of any of the conferences in the country. I know everybody's talking about the Pac-12 and how loaded they are up top. I don't think that a single conference, including the Pac-12, has the depth that the Big 12 has. Here in these projections, I have 11 teams going to bowl games out of the Big 12. You'd be hard-pressed to find another conference that's going to be able to do that. Now, with my projection of BYU going 7-5, and five, 
I want to kind of dive in game by game, how I see the season playing out. And honestly, it's going to feel like a little bit of deja vu for BYU fans. I have us starting hot, 2-0 against Sam Houston, Southern Utah. I don't need to say too much about those two games. Those are games that BYU should win and should win easily. Uh, we just had Jason Barfield on here to preview Sam Houston. They do have talent. They have a lot of legacy and power with Casey Keeler, head coach. I don't think that they have enough to beat BYU. Uh, BYU always seems to be one or two teams that they shouldn't every single season. Last year was, you know, Baylor. The year before that, we had Utah, ASU that were big wins, Tennessee, USC, Wisconsin in the past. I think that this season that game is going to be Arkansas. I think that BYU finds a way to go to Arkansas and win. And if you remember from last year, that's the game that got Tuiaki fired, or maybe not fired, but he um, was released from his position. And I think he volunteered to do that even after the Arkansas game. Arkansas scored on um, seven consecutive possessions that game, even though it was close going into the fourth quarter. BYU never really stood a chance in that one with how ineffective our defense was against them. And if you remember the last time BYU had a game like that against Wisconsin in 2017, we went out, we mirrored their style of play in 2018, and we beat them. And I think that Kalani finds a way to do that again. And going into our first two Big 12 games, the road opener against Kansas, I think that that game is going to be a wild, high-scoring, crazy game that I think BYU finds a way to pull out. Cincinnati as well. Jerem Jordan keeps talking about how the Cincinnati game is one that BYU will win. There's not a chance we lose. Big 12 home opener. It's against a team with a new head coach. They're going to be coming off of an Oklahoma home game. And honestly, it's a game that I think is what BYU has to win. There's just not a chance that we lose our first game in the Big 12. Us at Cincinnati will be on a relatively even playing field when it comes to our talent versus theirs. Their defense is their strongest part of the team. Our offense is ours. It will be strength against strength, and I'm super excited for it, but I think the BYU does pull it out and gets into the bye week at 5-0. and That would have us ranked. That would have the whole country talking about us, the whole conference on notice, and I think the BYU out of the bye week goes to TCU, and tell me you haven't seen this before. I think that TCU runs us off the field. I don't know if it'll be as bad as some of those games back in the Mountain West era where we lost 38-32-7. and 32 to seven. But I think that TCU beats us by at least two or three scores. And I think that kind of starts the uh, downslide of the season. We host Texas Tech. We go to Texas and we go to West Virginia the next couple games after that TCU one. And I think that BYU loses all three of those games. Um, a a four-game losing streak, just like we saw this last season. Maybe we have some injuries. Maybe our depth just can't keep us you know, in some of these games. And That'll have us sitting at five and four going into the last few games in November. Now, thankfully, we play Iowa State at home, who I think is going to be maybe the worst team in the Big 12 this year. They have a million question marks. Their offense isn't very good. Even with a depleted team, I think that BYU still finds a way to beat Iowa State, get the bowl eligibility with the sixth win. And in their seventh game, hosting Oklahoma, um, sorry, with our seventh win, hosting Oklahoma, I think that BYU finds a way to win this one. Oklahoma's defense was awful last year. I don't think they're going to be much better this year. It's our senior night, last home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Oklahoma's last ever Big 12 road game. I think that Lavelle Edwards Stadium does its trick. I think that BYU comes out with the win. That would have BYU going 5-1 and one at home, the only loss being Texas Tech. 
and then two and four on the road. I lost to Oklahoma State to end the season. And honestly, I think that seven and five is pretty close to BYU ceiling this season. I think that the schedule, honestly, we have one of the toughest ones in the Big 12, playing Texas, playing Oklahoma, playing TCU, playing Texas Tech. And we're one of only four teams that play both Texas and Oklahoma. And I think that Keaton Slovis will have a great season. If he if Keaton gets hurt any point of the season, it's hard to see where BYU gets to a bowl game depending on how early that happens. I don't know how good our depth is behind Keaton. Um, it's just unproven at this point. We've seen Kate Fennigan very limited um, at Boise State. We saw Jake Restlaff this spring a little bit, um, the JUCO transfer. But I think that the season kind of hinges around Keaton. If he can be the passer that the coaches say he is, if he can play good enough to earn a spot in the NFL draft, I think that BYU is going to be able to make it to a bowl game. I have them here going 7-5. and five. I think that's about where we can expect them if Keaton is as good as advertised. I'm hoping Jay Hill and the defense are also as good as advertised. We'll see on that front, but the Big 12 offenses are just an absolute, you know, additional level over what we saw last season. And we had teams like Liberty put up 41 points on us, as disgusting as it is to say that. And these Big 12 offenses, TCU, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they're all going to have the ability to do the same thing to us if our defense shows weaknesses. So we'll, we'll see on Jay Hill's front. I think the Sam Houston game is going to tell us a lot about the defense. If we're giving up 20 points to Sam Houston, who honestly was not very good on offense last season, I think we have a lot of reason for concern for the rest of the season. But I hope and expect the defense to come out and play pretty stout against Sam Houston, hold them to hopefully under 20 points. I expect the OU to win the Sam Houston game somewhere on the score of 38 to 10. Um, so We'll see. We're only a few days away from football. Tomorrow night we have the, the first Thursday slate coming up. Utah, Florida. I know everybody's going to be watching that one in the first Big 12 game of the season, UCF, Kent State. So it's exciting times here in the Big 12. Exciting times for BYU to finally be at the Power 5 level. Uh, we have the last season with Texas and Oklahoma here in the Big 12. And I can say for myself, and I'm sure everybody in the Big 12 is extremely excited for this season to see how it all plays out. Um, just a reminder, Texas, TCU, that's my conference championship game pick. Tell me why I'm wrong. I, I'm sure I'm going to be. I'm sure not a single one of these teams will be in the right place by the time the season ends. But it's not very easy to make these predictions when every team honestly seems like they're relatively close in talent. So I'd like to see any of you guys, you know, make your own predictions and we'll, we'll see how they stack up against each other at the end of the season. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You can find me every week on YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you do find your podcast. I'd appreciate it if you like and subscribe. I hate being the guy that asks for that, but it definitely would help. So I definitely appreciate it. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Go Cougs.